Welcome to the Patriot Pride Podcast. I'm Captain Joshua Elverson from 3rd Brigade Public Affairs, and I will be your host. Today we have a great show lined up. We will speak with Captain Andy Wood to talk about the Seedry. Lissa Welch will be here to talk about FRG, and lastly we will speak with Master and Boots Henry from 36th ID, along with Captain Colby Larson from 3rd Brigade to discuss training and the race chip between the two units. Without further ado, let's welcome our first guest, Captain Andy Wood from 710th BSP. He's here to talk about the upcoming Seedry. So Andy, to get started, what is the Seedry for those who do not know? Well, first, thanks for having me. So the Seedry stands for Seed Deployment Readiness Exercise. It's where we take all of our equipment and we simulate a strategic deployment using either, in this case, a vessel down at the port of Beaumont, a large roll-on, roll-off ship as part of the strategic assets that are available to deploy across the world. Now, there are other types of deployment readiness exercises. There's an EDRI where you can go by air or you can put your stuff onto a train and then ship it to either air or port facilities. Okay. What is the purpose of this training to the unit, to the soldiers, to everyone involved? The purpose is to improve our readiness. One of the big things that we've lost over the last 10 years is the ability for the unit to deploy itself to any contingency around the world. If it needs to be a quick reaction, we practice normally airplanes for fast reaction. The downside there is you have limited transport capabilities and it's very very expensive to train on those those platforms. If it's a different type of contingency that requires a lot more heavy assets or the timeline to need those is a lot slower, we'll send it by ship. And that's the one that we're practicing on this time due to our partnerships with SDDC and the Port of Beaumont. Uh, we can actually do that training a lot, lot less expensively and get just as much value. What are the biggest challenges that you've had coming into this event? So there have been two big challenges really. First one is familiarization with paperwork. Since 310 is fortunate enough to be co-located with JRTC, we don't really have to go through a whole lot of paperwork challenges when we go out and do large-scale training events. At other installations, such as Joint Base Lewis McCord, you have to travel across a lot of civilian roads in order to get to your training areas. And as a result, here at Fort Polk, we're not as familiar with filling out the convoy clearances and all the special paperwork that's required to move any of our hazardous materials or oversized or overweight equipment. So that's overcoming the paperwork is our first challenge. And our second challenge has been trying to make this training integrated across the brigade. Just we're in such a busy cycle right now, commanders are less able to participate than they'd like to be. Lastly, what are your expectations as you head into this event? So my expectations are pretty high. I think we're going to come away with a good understanding and a better working relationship with the transportation assets that are available in the Louisiana National Guard and the Texas National Guard who do the movement coordination for us. We'll come away with a better partnership with the SDDC units that are positioned at the Port of Beaumont uh, to handle strategic movements, and we'll come away with an improved ability to deploy ourselves around the globe. Okay, well, Andy, I think that's all we have. Thank you for your time. I look forward to being on the event. We'll be on that, and we'll have a story for that next week as well. So thanks for coming out. Have a nice day. All right, you too. Now I'm joined by Lissa Welch, the 230 Battalion FRG leader. Lissa, welcome to the show. So let's get right into it. What is the importance of FRG to the, both the soldiers and the families, in your opinion? Well, we believe that FRG is more than just an information channel, although it does serve the purpose of putting out information about the soldiers' training schedules and other relevant dates. More than that, the FRG is a place for families to feel included and have their questions answered, seek encouragement from others that are in similar circumstances, and possibly encourage someone else. And the FRG is important to the soldiers and their families because to do the best for the soldier, we feel you have to do the best for the family. So providing information, a place to be heard, and a welcoming community. The FRG is also important for single soldiers to have their parents and extended family included in their service. 
Um, I married Casey in 2002 and knew nothing of Army life prior to that. So being involved in the FRG allowed me to meet people and find an incredible support system from people who understood what my life looked like. My family has continued to grow from place to place, but it all began from the first FRG I chose to be involved with. Okay. What type of events does your battalion have planned? First coming up, we have a trunk or treat on October 30th, and it's from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on Mountain Field behind our battalion. Um, each company will decorate trunks for the kids to trick-or-treat at, and there will be prizes for the company with the best contests or with the best trunk. There's also a contest going on right now between the companies who will bring in the most candy. The prizes are going to include late calls and days off of work. Also at our trunk-or-treat, the companies are providing different booths for the kids to have activities, so that's going to be a great time. Then um, next up, we have a fall festival with the turkey bowl and a powder puff game. That will be November 23rd, beginning at 7 in the morning, ending around 11 on Mountain Field. We're going to have a bake-off and auction off the goodies that people bring, and there will be a chili cook-off between the companies. Uh, the Companies will again be providing booths so the children can have activities and spouses will be encouraged to play in the powder puff game. And then on December 9th, there's the Manny Christmas Parade and Manny is 230's um, community partner. So they've invited us to come to their parade beginning at four o'clock. Following the parade, the community has vendors and booths set up for their Christmas on Main. Everyone is welcome to come. We just want to show up and let the town of Manny know that we appreciate their partnership. Um, and then finally, um, to wrap up the year, we're going to do donuts with Santa on December 10th at 8 a.m. in our Taylor conference room. Just come show up, relax, enjoy a donut, and have a picture taken with Santa. Santa will also be handing out small gifts to the children, so we're just hoping to celebrate a 2.30 Christmas. You guys have a lot coming up. That's good stuff. So for a new soldier, for a young spouse, what, what can they do to get a hold of the FRGs? You know, what, what kind of contact can they go to to see what's going on, or just how do I get involved? Where can they go? I would say begin with your chain of command and they can put you in contact with the FRG leader. And then this leader can add you to the roster and the private Facebook pages. And that's a great way to find out about our events and our meetings. I know too, you know, the FRG is a great way for spouses to volunteer, to get, you know, experience in certain things. So what type of positions are available within the FRG for someone who doesn't know? That's a good question. Coming into the Wild Boar Battalion, I knew that I was going to be involved in the FRG, but I was really excited to see the level of involvement already in place. If you're looking to be a part of this environment, there's so many ways to help out. If you just want to decorate or donate something or be a point of contact, all of that going through your FRG leader is the best way to help out. Okay, that's a lot of good information. I appreciate you coming out, and I look forward to going to some of those events myself. We'll probably cover those stories. We can talk about them. Uh, we'd love to have you on again at some point. Great, Thank I appreciate you for coming. it. Thank you. I'd like to welcome to the podcast Master Sergeant Boots Henry from 36 ID. He is the Division Master Gunner. Welcome to the show. That's Happy to be here. And then also, I'd like to welcome our own uh, Captain Colby Larson, who's the 3rd Brigade Assistant S3. Glad to be here as well. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. So what event are you here to support, Mass Sergeant? I'm here to support the uh, 389 CAV Combined Arms Live Fire Exercise that's coming up in late November, early December. To do the design support, the planning, the shot sheet, the surface danger zone, and general design, scenario design. Later on, we'll do the, actually the target testing, the, the screen, the proofing, and later on to execute. And Captain Larson, can you give us a rundown of what that is? Yeah, I can. So our uh, first CALFEX here stands for Combined Arms Live Fire, like Mass Sergeant said. Pretty much collective 
culminating exercise at the troop or company level. And what it does is we're integrating multiple enablers into the maneuver fight and then validating and testing the company commander as his ability to integrate both indirect direct fires and UAS aviation engineers and the multitude of other enablers on the battlefield. So that's kind of what the exercise is looking at. And and as uh, Boots said, yeah, he's here really to help fill in a lot of our blanks in the training plan for that. Matt Sarnett, I guess the question's for you. What is your relationship to the unit going forward? Well, as you know, I'm the, I'm the 36th Air Division Master Gunner. And our primary focus, as part of the Associated Unit Program, the AUP pilot program, we share an administrative and training readiness authority for both 3rd Brigade, 10th Mountain, along with 10th Mountain Division. So our collective intent is to enhance the readiness of both our units and answer the nation's call when asked. I'm uniquely suited for this job because 3rd Brigade doesn't have a Master Gunner, and that was one of the support requests they asked for. And so I'm just the, the initial guy to come down that you see for 36 Infantry Division. And Captain Larson, how do you see the relationship between 3rd Brigade and the 36 going forward? So as Boots said, you know, you know readiness is, I, I believe, the big item, but kind of as an example of what he's been talking about, the AUP, just between our relationship right now, it's really providing capabilities to each other and learning from each other and filling in some of those gaps that we both are, are looking for, as well as presenting more opportunities, not only for us, but for them. And as far as, you know, that's kind of what we don't want to do, obviously, always in the military is present opportunities for our commanders. So that's kind of what he's doing here. We're still working as an IBCT to build our master gunner program. And that's, you know, something that we're not lacking, but we're working towards it. And that's what he's going to really help us with that capability in the 36. That's kind of one of the examples, but going, you know, into the future where I think we're just going to learn as, as a lot of the stuff as we go of what we can do to help, you know, both of the organizations out and go from there. Master, what future training events are, do you know that the 36 is coming to support us with? The 36 has multiple engagements, 310, over the next fiscal year. Of course, you and myself here with the CalFex, but we include divisional support to pretty much all of your mounted live fire exercises that's requested. Uh, there's actually personnel exchanges where two officers and enlisted will actually be transferred to the division headquarters in Austin. And I think later on, I think that transfer happens like next year, pretty soon. And later on, there will be actually personnel from the division transferred here to Port Polk. Uh, so it's a personnel exchange that will happen. And we'll have direct participation in your brigade exeval. As my understanding is, during Mountain Peak, the division headquarters will be the high comm for the warfighter, as well as the high comm for your subsequent combat training center rotation. Okay. So this is a big question. A lot of soldiers and you know junior leadership, they kind of wonder, what can they expect when working with soldiers of the 36th Infantry Division? Well, 310 can expect a willing partner and dedicated support from the 36th Infantry Division. So we gauge our success on the success of the AUP pilot program and are committed to the Patriot Brigade achieving all their training and readiness gates. Captain Larson, to your experience with Master Sergeant Henry, how do you expect working with the 36 will be as we move forward? Yeah, so I think we're probably one of the first interactions, you know, at lower echelon, but um, kind of as uh, Master Sergeant alluded to, really just expect, I see the same uniform that we wear, I see the same, you know, rank structure, a lot of bars, so there's really not much difference. It's just to expect the same that you'd expect from any other soldier or leader in the Army. And then just for our week together so far, passing a lot of knowledge back and forth, and, and for me anyway, learning a lot from, you know, just a, you know, a good NCO that's been in the Army far longer than I have. So I think a lot of the soldiers in the brigade can just expect the same thing that with any other group of NCOs, officers, that same professionalism, soldiermanship, or whatever you want to call it. So, And then just moving on from that, we talked a little bit about history from both of our organizations, and I think that was something that the 36 brings, too, to really get integrated into their history. You know, Boots talked very passionately about 36, a legacy. Our brigade is fairly new, 2005. 
So that whole interaction, I think, is something that you know we need to look into as well as we as we move forward. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. A lot of good information out here, Master Henry. I guess we look forward to seeing you around more often. Hopefully. Hey, I'm here at at Charles' request. Come down, get some Cajun food whenever you'd like. Right. Ooh, spicy food. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you. All right, Patriots, that's all we have time for today. Please check back every two weeks for the new podcast. Stay connected with the Brigade Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to check out the action across the Brigade. Thank you. Have a great day.